0: Hey, this podcast was originally broadcast on Saga 960 AM in Toronto. All right, everybody, we are back, uh, Leanna and I, for another edition of uh, Head in Red, here on Saga 960 AM. Actually, I should make sure, you're there, Leanna? I am here. All right, good. I don't want to take for granted that you're there. But, what? Well, I mean, I, I was talking and saying, here we are, but how did I know for sure you were there? This is a very
1: existential question.
0: Yes. It's like waiting for a good dough. Yeah. All right. Um, we're we're back. we got things to talk about today. First, we should take a moment of silence for the late Wyerton Willie. Yes. The albino groundhog that Ontario uses as uh, the <laughs> scientific method of determining how much longer winter will be.
1: Well, I wouldn't call it scientific, but. Wouldn't? It? No. Zounds. Yeah.
0: That needs to come back, by the way. Zounds.
1: Zounds? Yeah. I'm zounds. A of, I'm a fan of zounds.
0: Uh, um, but he, uh, he passed away peacefully. And the articles, there's a big brown understudy for him. is is an odd way to describe something
1: is is the new groundhog an understudy he's the permanent replacement i mean
0: i guess he was the understudy how do you understudy for being a groundhog when you're a groundhog
1: yeah i i don't i always thought you know they just when one groundhog died they replaced him with another groundhog i just
0: never but, but they don't try to cover it up wait they did Actually,
1: yeah, I think well, I remember there
0: was a scandal where they were trying to cover it up.
1: Yeah, there, there was one that I think they did try to cover it up.
0: Um, but uh, they were found out, and yes. there's no way to there's no way to replace Wyarton Willie with just another groundhog because he's I, an albino.
1: Yeah, I guess albino groundhogs are somewhat hard to come by.
0: I don't know if we're allowed to call things albino anymore.
1: Well, I you're. <sighs>
0: Pigmentally challenge.
1: That's a that's a thing with people. But I think that animals, it's different animals are less snowflakey than
0: humans. Um, And uh, the interesting thing, as uh, someone on my Twitter pointed out when they saw the article, that it was a big brown understudy. Wasn't that a primus song?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that wasn't called Big Brown Gopher. Or big bound groundhog. Big bound groundhog. It yeah. was a beaver.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, let's take a moment of silence for a while. Yeah. From Ready? Yeah. Let's start. Okay. Long enough. Okay. Um, we've got lots of things to talk about today. Um, <clears throat> I got a, once again, my throat is like, I got like a frog in my throat. I don't know where that term came from a frog in your throat. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure what that's about either.
0: Because if I had a frog in my throat, I'd be choking. I wouldn't be like having a little bit of uh,
1: well, maybe, a little maybe bit to- of clearing my
0: throat thing. I would be choking frogs. Even little frogs are going to choke you. So a frog in your throat would actually kill you.
1: Yeah, well, maybe it's a very tiny frog.
0: What are you doing getting a frog in your throat? Like if frogs don't just auto- suddenly wind up in your throat, you got to be into some kinky crap for that to happen. Yeah, All right. Well, OK. All right. I know. With your investigations on the internet, you've probably found things.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking up frog in the throat, what it means.
0: Uh, What does it mean?
1: It it actually means people may feel like there's a lump in the throat as if they swallowed a frog.
0: I know an old lady who swallowed a frog.
1: Someone would have had to swallow a frog to know that it feels like um,
0: it doesn't make frog. any sense, though, because if you've swallowed the frog, there's no longer a lump in your throat. It's now in your, you know, it's now gone down to your, your stomach.
1: Yeah, it's oh, here we are. OK, from Grammarist, the expression to have a frog in one's throat first appeared in the United States during the 1800s and comes from the fact that a person so afflicted sounds as if he is croaking like a frog. Oh, there like my, we go. Like my
0: favorite little rascal, froggy.
1: There we go. That actually makes sense, though.
0: That would make sense. Yeah, naturally, it, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't sound like you got a frog in your, your throat. But all right, let's, we, we've digressed enough into idioms. Yeah, they said they
1: on. they sound croaky. That that makes sense. You remember
0: Little Rascals? We had a yeah. little rascals.
1: Yeah, well, I remember Little Rascals and I remember the Eddie Murphy sketches with Buckwheat with Buckwheat. Yeah.
0: You know that, that actually, Buckwheat character, sorry, go on.
1: I actually saw the Eddie Murphy sketches before I saw Little Rascals. So did it even make sense to you? Uh, well, that by, my parents showed me Little Rascals so that I understood what was going on.
0: You know that that character, Buckwheat, got so popular on Saturday Night Live that Eddie Murphy got sick of playing him. And, and so you, he, came, he came up with that whole sketch about the assassination of Buckwheat.
1: You you could never do that today.
0: Buckwheat? No. Yeah, you could no. never
1: do what he did with that today. It's okay. No, just... you could
0: you could never never. Apparently,
1: apparently Dave Chappelle thinks it's okay to drop an N-bomb at a high school, but you couldn't do the buckwheat sketch today.
0: And the thing is that they're that they're the the people who were popular from the little rascals that it kept going into pop culture like buckwheat, like alfalfa and spanky. The one that never got, the two that never got the attention were two of my favorites. Stymie, who was a black kid in a bowler hat. Right. Oh, I, loved, I loved Stymie. Who, who, got, who got eclipsed by Buckwheat. He got eclipsed by Buckwheat. And the weird yeah. thing is like, Stymie had perfect diction. Diction, I said. Okay. Diction. Yes. Um, and I loved Stymie. And the other one was Froggy. The kid who talked like he had a frog in his froggy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Froggy like, got some love though. You no know, froggy,
0: you don't see any nowadays. You might see like old lithographs or tin signs or something with the little rascals. You never see froggy. Oh, really? No froggy. Yeah. Froggy, totally no. Anyway, um, the thing that's important about this show is that we talk about the things that are on everybody's mind. Yep. Um, so, uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, since we only got a little bit, well, we got time, um, there's this Toronto is now, um, one of the, uh, test cities for these automated delivery services of food, primarily fast food, primarily pizza They're, They look like little, little coolers or whatever on wheels that are automated and they keep the pizza hot and they deliver it to mostly it's college campuses. They, uh, I guess, because it's a contained area and a lot of kids in college apparently order pizza. And so these, the streets have started to see these little robot things delivering pizza. And, you know, the thing that, I don't know how the pizza gets there first of all, in any kind of time limit because these things don't move fast. No, they don't, don't move very fast. They don't move faster than a, than a, a, a person in a car. Um, you're like, what is it? Here, we're, we're sending your pizza out. It'll be ready in 90 minutes or free. Like, I don't understand how this is supposed to be an improvement over anything. Um, and I also don't understand why do we really need to be replacing pizza delivery people? Do we need to remove yet another category of low paying job that people uh, who, are, who need work take? Do we need, I, I mean, how many more low paying jobs that are often taken by, by new immigrants, people of color, um, how many of those are we gonna keep replacing while we continue with our hard on for technology That's not making the world any better because the people, you know, some people say, well, you know, it frees up people to go and get better jobs. Like, no, it doesn't. You think the people who have these jobs that keep getting replaced, like parking lot attendant and things like that, you think these people have great upward mobility. You think they're working at these low paying jobs because they never thought about expanding and doing better getting better jobs. They're doing it because they have no other option. And so all of this hoity-toity nonsense, this love affair with science and automation, it's just creating more problems, including the new uh, convenience stores, of which I think there are two in Toronto, Leanna, that are with no, no person working there.
1: Right, the, the automated checkout stuff.
0: It's uh, you you download an app onto your phone, which gives you uh, access to the store, Yeah. And then you use your phone to to buy the various things and it charges your account and you leave and there's no human being involved at all. Is this what we really need to be moving towards? Less contact with our fellow human beings. I mean, I don't like dealing with people because most of them are idiots, but I recognize the necessity in building a society of dealing with other individuals, of understanding that the world is more than just who we are, that there's other people out there and we need to understand them and they need to understand us and we need to show some kind of respect for people. They need to show some respect for us. People keep isolating themselves. They isolate themselves with their, with their phones and with deciding what they watch, when they watch, when they wanna watch. They, they, they isolate themselves with what they wanna to listen to. There's no interaction. There's no uh, community experience anymore. It's what are we doing?
1: I, I, don't, I don't think they're isolating themselves intentionally. I think that's the end result, but I think what they're doing is they have a, an abnormally large need for control. I'm noticing this more and more that people just seem to need to control every second of their, their day-to-day life or they can't handle it. So a conversation with another person might be somewhat awkward and they just can't deal. So they don't want to have to talk to somebody at a checkout or, or something like that. You know, they, they, they just want to be able to have everything be automated. And then they can, you know, I'm surprised they're not disappointed that there's no one to leave a nasty, like one star
0: review for. So we've, we've raised people and changed people into individuals who are no longer capable of maintaining facile conversations with people in passing? It seems very much so. I mean, listen, when you talk, uh, I like talking to people at uh, checkouts I- in stores.
1: I sometimes do.
0: I like it. It, it, because, it really depends on the person. Well, of course. But I, I, I have a, I'm a fan of these people who deal with the public. I think that they're unsung heroes because the public is full of idiots.
1: Oh, and, I'll agree with you there.
0: And they, uh, they have to maintain a smile. And I like being one of the people that talks to them that isn't an idiot. You know, you see them sort of perk up. It's like, oh, this person's not a complete a-hole. Um, and I like interacting with them because they're real people. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. You're not putting on airs. You, you know, you're, you're not uh, puffing yourself up like a peacock when you're standing behind a, uh, you know, a, a supermarket uh, counter. Some um, people
1: do, though. It's so weird when you've got the above-it-all
0: checkout person. I've never really encountered the above. I have the doesn't-give-a-crap checkout person who you try to talk to them and are like, you know, okay. Usually, and I hate to stereotype, but this is just my experience, usually it's amongst the younger cohort who are like, I don't feel like talking to you, boomer, even though I'm not a boomer. Um, there's this just, they don't want to talk to older people because for whatever reason. Um, and so they're very much, it's like mumble rap, but without the rap, they, they barely, and sometimes they look at you with daggers because it's like, don't make me talk to you, old person. And it's like, I'm not that freaking old. You just happen to be a zygote and nobody's raised you with proper social skills.
1: Yeah, well, people don't have proper social skills these days. I mean, that just, they're, they're, there are some people that think having proper social skills makes you one of the little, little people. What are you
0: typing at there? I can hear you.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm uh, typing research stuff about this stuff. I'm looking things up. Why? Well, to give something informative, other than just this being a rant session
0: that doesn't, you know, enrich anybody's lives at all. Rich do enrich people's lives. Okay, I'm sorry. They hear things that otherwise people wouldn't say, and they otherwise don't hear people saying.
1: Oh, I think people are are up to their necks in
0: <laughs>
1: people saying things that you know other people won't say, but I know they I agree with they agree with me. I'm I'm so sick of that. Yeah, but, I'm, but
0: but but this is but this is you and me, especially me. And these and are people listening. This is, this is important. I'm, you know, we are not just the average hoi polloi because if we were the hoi polloi, we wouldn't be on radio. So obviously- What? It elevates our opinions, are more erudite and elevated That's, because we've been no. selected to broadcast.
1: No, you're doing this wrong, Ed. You, Pardon me? You can't don't be part I not think I of, heard you. You can't be part of the elite and be on radio, don't you know? Nobody likes the elite. Everybody wants the money of the elite, but nobody wants to be the elite. The elite is bad now.
0: We're not elite. We are the voice of the people.
1: Oh, Vox Populi? Yes, Yeah. I have always
0: been people's inner voice spoken out loud.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I the The way people have been going lately just some something's gotta something's gotta write the ship soon it's just we're, we're gonna hit a uh critical mass socially sooner rather than later if oh, no, this, this, this,
0: this ship's been taking on water for so long this ship's never this ship's a submarine at this point all right up periscope all right which was a terrible movie in it like i think it was in the 90s up periscope terrible movie was that, that comedy I think it was starring my old co-star from my cable days Harland Williams
1: was that I know he did a movie with a submarine
0: yeah I think that was up periscope
1: huh because that wasn't evocative of anything that wasn't an innuendo
0: no I don't think that I, I don't think that it carried enough weight to be to have innuendo you,
1: you couldn't make a movie like that that now somebody would feel uncomfortable
0: Oh no! You could make a movie as bad as Up Periscope. They they're, they're called Netflix exclusives.
1: Well, yes. I uh I have a question for you when we come back from break.
0: Oh, I will be on tenterhooks all during okay. the break, wondering what this could possibly be. Okay. okay. Um, Liana will 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 work this question out in her head. I will sit here anticipating what it will be, and you will join us when we come back here on Saga 960 AM. <laughs> Liana. I, uh, oh, okay. I, I racked my brain all through the break. I could think of nothing else. I think I needed to go and relieve myself quickly. And I didn't. I was sitting here riveted, wondering about what this question is you're going to ask me.
1: Well, okay. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day.
0: This is not um, starting well.
1: About <laughs> about what happens when we come out of the current sort of politically correct rot we're in right now and we're talking about the very real potential for backlash so i'm i'm just wondering about your prognostications about what happens when
0: the pendulum swings you know i've been around for a few pendulum swings in my lifetime and i have a feeling this pendulum ain't swinging all the way back
1: I I really hope you're right, because that's one of the things we were talking about. He thought that the only way to teach, you know, people that they were wrong to go so so hard on the offense means everything. One person's offended. You should stop everything that the only way to teach them they were wrong is for a massive backlash. And I said too many people in the middle are going to get hurt doing that. I think people just want some semblance of sanity to return that nobody wants anybody doing things to deliberately hurt other people. That's not true. I mean, I see a ton of cruelty in the world on a daily basis, but I think that's one of the things that people want to have stopped with the culture wars is people doing cruel things, claiming that it's for some cause when, you know, abject cruelty Never forwarded any, you know, good or just cause that I can think of. That that if 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 you're using cruelty, your your ultimate end result is cruelty, not more justice.
0: Don't be cruel we're a heart that's true. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, we have to pay sync rates for that. I better cut that out. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, you know what I mean. I don't think. See, the, the difference is before when there was pendulums, we didn't have this thing called social media, which keeps outrage on life support. Now social I don't, media exists primarily I don't know. to spread anger and vent spleens and okay, spread the, ignorance. The LA and it's riots. not going away. It's not gonna all of a sudden start delivering Socratic soliloquies um, <laughs> and, and having sensible, uh, intelligent conversations. It's not going to happen. This is it, it. It is vox populi, but the the populi are idiots. Okay. okay. So uh, I don't see I don't see us ever swinging all the way back reactively. Okay, but two things:
1: one, the LA riots after the Rodney King verdict happened before social media, so social media didn't create these outrage backlashes.
0: No, what I'm saying is that um there's not going to be a switch going the other direction, trying to institute sanity and see, sensibility because we've got this constant ache being, uh, being uh, energized by social media. And we have, see the thing is, both sides of the pendulum are currently in existence and fighting with each other. Well, neither I- one of them has really gained ground they're See, both you got the crazy, the crazy leftists and the radical right wingers, and you got them going at each other. You got both extremes there constantly on display, constantly fighting like like Ragnarok. Um and- See,
1: that's not that's not the thing that I think a lot of people I, I think people if they just fought each other, no everybody would be have at it, man, like beat the snot out of each other, fine. It's when they go after middle of the road, people are just minding their own business and dare to have an opinion that offends them on the internet. And that's, you know, I think that's what people are, are really legitimately intimidated by these days. And people are going to get sick of it. You can, you can only keep people in fear for so long before people just say, you know, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. And they start doing things that are kind of reckless. And that's what I don't want to have happen is for good people to just go, you know, I give up trying to be good because it's never enough for anyone.
0: The only thing I can see happening, and I don't see this happening anytime soon, is people, majority of people who who go online are not a-holes. They're not there to instigate they're not there to score virtue points. They're there to get information. They're there to get entertainment. Right. Uh, they're there for kitten videos, uh, which I, I heartily support. Um, kitten videos are great. But they uh, they're not there for the garbage fire that everybody else likes to start. And the only thing I can see happening is because everything at this point, social media drives constant friction. And yeah, the only thing I can see happening is. People in the middle who aren't there for that saying to hell with social media. Um, Well, that, I mean, that
1: is what's happening to an extent,
0: but only to an extent or them uh, just ignoring the, uh, the instigation by these other people, letting those people have their own little battle and maybe some other platform arises where that kind of, uh, that kind of instigation and troublemaking is, uh, is stomped out so people can have pleasant conversations and share entertainment stories and share stories of, of uh, intellectual interest. You know, maybe some other platform will come up and say, we don't want your trolling here. You guys stay over there on those legacy social media accounts. We'll go over here and we're going to, because you're not going to get the average person yelling to 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 shout down the crazy people because the crazy people are better at shouting down than anybody who's not vested in shouting something down and the minute you get so vested in shouting shouting something down you're on one side or the other
1: sure but i don't know it there's so many different pockets of messed up now that i think what I keep hearing from people is that it's impossible to actually meet people. It's impossible to form bonds with people because the drama always gets in the way. That, you know, people are desperate for some sort of just human uh, camaraderie, essentially, just sort of a low stress thing. And because everything's, you know, one camera phone away from a public shaming. People don't feel like they can ever really relax.
0: Well, I mean, just don't be a Karen and you won't get publicly shamed.
1: No, the thing is, the Karens are the ones doing the public shaming. I, I feel bad. I that, could, I, you imagine, I, could you imagine being named Karen right now? Like, you'd have to start going by K. Because Karen known, is just...
0: I've known in my life at least two Karens that I can think of um one was just a a a lovely person Mm -hmm. the other was a bit of a a biatch Uh, a karen but she wasn't that kind of karen
1: right i feel bad for people named karen because i totally understand why we need a term for that phenomenon but I feel bad that they took an actual name that people have. You know, Karen Kane from the National Ballet. I'm sure she's a lovely person, you know? Oh,
0: she causes nothing but trouble, that one. <laughs> Not that kind of trouble, though. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the social media exposes bad behavior. And when Karens are the ones doing the recording, they're only exposing their own bad behavior. Um, Your hope. Your gen- hope. Yeah, generally... Social media shaming with videos—the ones I've seen, the people being shamed deserve to be shamed. Do they I deserve to have their life destroyed as a result of it and lose all their lose their job and lose everything? Well, in the majority of cases, no. um yeah. they should be shamed and allowed to go off and lick their wounds and yeah. move on with their life with with lesson learned.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, and that's the thing—nobody's learning a lesson, right? Because the the punishments don't. Fit the crime right like they're outsized it's an overreaction
0: well people are this is part of the backlash you're talking about people are tired of people behaving badly and when we see people behaving badly through videos people are just like those are the people that need to be stomped out quick let's stomp like a flaming bag of dog poop on somebody's oh, door I've, after you've ring the, rung the bell. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Oh, look what I got on my feet.
1: I'm not talking about people like Amy Cooper, right? I mean, the the dog park woman. Yeah. And I mean, I think the reason stuff like that, and maybe we can carry this over again, the, 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 just that just that touched people, that struck people and people got so angry about that, is that women like that are all over the place and how many of them got away with it because the person they did it to didn't have the presence of mind to take out their phone and start recording.
0: I mean, I saw a, a situation uh, on video where a uh, black woman had a dress in her hand and a white woman said, I had, I selected that first, give it to me. And the black woman said, no, I, I have it. And the white woman started pulling on it and get and pushing her and getting it. Oh, wait a minute. That was the TV show, The Equalizer. I,
1: I was going to say that was an episode of The Equalizer, right? oh, but it's sorry. based on it's based on real things. I mean, I The I Equalizer abs-
0: is awesome.
1: Well, that that particular encounter it's it's messed up what black people have to endure mall shopping
0: or or anywhere in the United States. Yeah,
1: but th- those like fashion malls, it's especially bad in those those environments.
0: Well, uh, we're going to go to an environment now known as a commercial break. Right. Um, when we come back, there's more stuff to talk about, including I do want to get to this topic. Uh, Queen's Brian May speaking out against the Brit Awards, which just uh, dropped the the gendered categories for best female and best male vocalist and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. This- this
1: was a. I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him. You lost me, man. I love Queen, but he lost me
0: on this. Um, well, he didn't. His point, his initial. Oh, no, let, let's let's save it for after sense. the break, that and that let's save it after the break. More, it's like you probably should have stopped talking. Let, let all yeah, right.
1: Let, yeah, yeah. Let's save it till after the break, because yeah.
0: All right, we're gonna talk about Brian May, Queen, the Brit Awards, and genderless uh awards categories when we return here on saga 960 am so brian may people know as the legendary uh guitarist from queen probably him and eddie van halen uh the the greatest modern rock guitarists and yes, I'm including Eric Clapton in ignoring Eric Clapton because I don't think he's as good as either Brian May or Eddie Van Halen. Oh, I,
1: I, I, Eric Clapton is so overrated.
0: Um, and a giant a-hole as well. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, recently, the Brit Awards, which if you're not aware, is a British awards uh, category uh, uh, show um, for music, decided to scrap gendered categories And so they replaced four categories. They got rid of male solo artist, female solo artist, international male solo artist, and international female solo artists. And they combined it to two. So it's two gender neutral categories, artist of the year and international artist of the year, no gender. And Brian May called it a frightening move, a decision made without enough thought. Um, The organizer said the change was to uh, reward artists solely for their music and work rather than how they choose to identify or as others may see them, um, part of their commitment to evolving the show to be as inclusive and as relevant as possible. And, you know, I don't know exactly where I stand on this issue. Usually I know exactly where I stand on an issue. I am not sure how I feel about this. I think I don't like it. What do you think?
1: You think you don't like removing this. I want to make sure with the double negative here, you think you don't like removing the categories.
0: Yeah, I think I don't like removing the gender categories.
1: Yeah, there's an issue in music. Because, I mean, let's face it, there's male vocalist, female vocalist, but then there's, there's genres of music. So best rap vocalist, best this, best that. In certain types of music, um say you know hard rock heavy metal even hip-hop women are somewhat disadvantaged because uh, female acts are not seen as as serious or legitimate as male acts like you can argue boy bands get the same stuff whatever but you know um there is a need i think for female vocals, male vocals, because let's face it, the boxes that artists are put in, there are different restrictions. However, you know, this is current year and where do you put someone? I mean, she's they're, they're not British, but where do you put someone like Demi Lovato now who identifies as non-binary?
0: You see, that's a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Um, so, this is why I, it's confusing. I see, would almost think adding a category of... Uh, I
1: What what they I think they should start doing is doing, like, a, I don't know, first, second, and third, or I... Okay, I am really torn on this because I think award shows are nonsense, period. <laughs> Working at, at much music completely tainted my opinion of
0: award shows. All right, but that was... <laughs> Their much music video awards was not exactly the template to follow. I mean, every every
1: award show that I have seen any behind the scenes stuff on, it's so political. It's not really rewarding the best. I mean, how do you compare ABBA with Adele with Taylor Swift, for instance? Right? Okay, it'd
0: be like like taking categories, get rid of rap vocal, get rid of R&B vocal, get rid of pop vocal, and just say best vocal performance and have all of them have to compete. It's just too broad. There's too much that's good, first of all. It's comparing apples and oranges, and that's not fair. I I like more categories versus less.
1: Yeah, I mean, in in video games, voice acting, in the bigger award shows uh aren't separated by male and female and women end up getting underrepresented in awards because of that because the parts written for women are first of all there are fewer of them in prominent roles and they're not as they're they're not as nuanced right they're not as meaty and music, you could argue, isn't like that, but I mean, part of the problem with Brian May's comments is the stuff he went on to say about kind of the state of the industry in the world. I was like, oh, okay, what about how Queen would have had to put, a, you know, a woman and a trans person in it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and a person of color, like, um,
1: but Freddie Mercury was a person of color.
0: Yeah, that's he, what was strange. Okay, he, he sounded a bit like, he sounded a bit old. manny he sounded very
1: know, okay. Boomer, and as
0: he was saying that uh, Queen would have had a, a hard time today, be even getting uh, published or signed because he says that they weren't considered diverse enough, even though Freddie Mercury wasn't white. Um, well, but, the band, but also- the band wouldn't be considered diverse enough unless they had a person of color, a woman, and a trans person, which is a massive exaggeration. I mean, yeah, he, he makes a point about uh forced, di- fake diversification, forced diversification where it, it's not a natural organic thing. But I'm looking at the mu- at the bands that are doing well now and. I, I don't see anybody. I don't see any trans people in, in in BTS. I don't see them having a white person in the band just for 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 diversity. Okay. not see, who's dom- I don't see like, this happening.
1: Who's dominating the charts right now? Okay, Taylor Swift, Abba, and Ed Sheeran.
0: All right, I I uh, not a giant fan of Taylor Swift, but understand the appeal of her music. Same thing with Abba. Uh, understand the appeal of ABBA's, Abba's music. What the hell is Ed Sheeran? Ed uh, Sheeran is like cream uh, paint for your walls. It's just something that's there in the place of there not being anything there, but it's close to there being nothing there.
1: I I have new respect for Ed Sheeran because he made fun of himself in Red Notice. But yeah. yes, that was
0: the for those who don't know, that's a Netflix movie starring Ryan Reynolds, The Rock and Gal Gadot. And uh, Dwayne, Dwayne was, Johnson. Uh, huh?
1: Dwayne Johnson. The Rock is a persona.
0: It was The Rock. Um, okay. Dwayne Johnson is a persona. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was a real good throw to throwback in a sense to eighties caper films. Uh, Leanna didn't enjoy it as much as me, but also okay, kind no. liked it.
1: Okay, are are we are we pivoting topics now? to no, but I we dropped, in, we dropped in the name. Okay, Red don't Notice. don't speak for me about that. You do not understand my view.
0: Did you enjoy it as much as I did?
1: Well, I didn't enjoy it as much as you did, That's but the all I'm way, okay, but the way you said that made it sound like I didn't overall enjoy it, and that is not so. I would just like Ryan Reynolds to not be 100% smarmy with every line he delivers. And unfortunately, both Free Guy and Red Notice are now that very affected kind of Deadpool-y persona. They
0: hire him for, yeah. Same way, like they when they hire Al Pacino for a movie, they're getting Al Pacino. Al Pacino was Al Pacino in every movie.
1: Okay, but at least now there's comedy Al Pacino and drama are Al Pacino. Ryan Reynolds has become this weird. He he has more range than that. Is the thing? Oh oh yeah. I mean he he? doesn't he doesn't talk that
0: way all the time. has he done? Shakespeare in the Park. Okay, he.
1: Okay, you don't have to do Shakespeare to have more range than I'm going to smarm all the time and speak in a very affected, clipped voice because people thought this was funny when I was wearing a superhero mask playing Deadpool. So I'm going to be this way all the time. You know, no, it it, directors have to start going, okay, pick your moments. Right.
0: But they hire. It's like Eugene Levy has more range than we see Eugene Levy showing. Okay,
1: you didn't you a, didn't watch you didn't SETV, watch Shits
0: Creek, you don't SETV, you don't. American Pie. I saw some Shits Creek, and it was very much Eugene Levy as Eugene Levy, and that's okay because they're hiring Eugene Levy to be Eugene Levy. If they couldn't get Eugene Levy, they'd say, let's get someone who's like Eugene Levy. So Okay, but I, Eugene Levy Dwayne is Johnson, a Dwayne Johnson is the same in every movie. That's what they hire him for to be the rock, to be Dwayne Johnson. So if the director, if they're getting hired to be that role and the directors direct them to be that, w- w- are you going to say no, I, I don't want to make money?
1: That's what I'm saying though, is directors need to direct him differently. Why, wow, you're just stepping all over me today. I can't, I can't finish a
0: thought. I didn't realize. D- you had did something. you
1: have like a ton of Red Bull today? Like you <laughs> I had
0: one just before the show?:
1: Well, there you go, because I'm, I'm, I'm like, whoa, I'm,
0: hmm. All right, I will not say anything for the next minute. Go ahead. What? Finish finish what you were gonna say. I didn't realize I was stepping on you. Okay, Dwayne
1: Johnson is an action hero, right? And even I think, even I, I admit, you know, there are some things Dwayne Johnson has done. Now, Dwayne Johnson also two personas, right? He has heel wrestler and face wrestler. Ryan Reynolds doesn't have that even second gear. I mean, Gal Gadot. She, she stole the movie as far as I'm concerned. She was absolutely fantastic. And what I don't understand is why people don't go, all right, Brian, it, the joke is tell him you're going to do it, do it. Tell him you did it. Every single one of your lines is being delivered as tell him you did it. And it'll be funnier if, you drop the artifice to bring it on. You know, it's a, it should be a garnish, not the main course. And just because he's directed to do that doesn't mean it's not a mistake, you know?
0: All right. I'm glad I let you talk. You made good sense.
1: Right. If you let me get, a, if you let me get four words in
0: edgewise here, then geez. How long have you been working with me? Years? Yeah. Is this anything new? no all right
1: that doesn't make it okay
0: all right um we've got uh stuff to talk about we've got a small segment coming up liana we have to decide i have two topics during the break we'll decide which one to use okay and one will get held over to next week okay all right we're gonna be back here on saga 960 a.m So Leanna, yes, big, big news. A, uh, a uh, survey came out of uh, Canadian newsrooms and the result was that Canadian newsrooms, over half of Canadian newsrooms are overwhelmingly white. <laughs> Shocker. Who, who, who could have seen that coming?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, to me... This is a sort of study that is almost guaranteed to really get ignored. There will be a bit of a burp temporarily and then ignored. There's, there's some stuff missing from this particular story. And the story you sent me doesn't link to the report. So I have some questions now, full disclosure, I, I have actually received a nomination for excellence in journalism. It was something called the Kunkel Award, which was done by the um, Society of Professional Journalists for video games, uh, not the Canadian Association of Journalists that did this. So I know, you know, short version, I know a thing or two about journalism. And it is not surprising based on my experiences. I don't think a headcount is the full story, though. Well,
0: uh, Let me just read this canadian association of journalists uh, put out this this they describe it a historic study Mm -hmm. and found that almost half of all canadian newsrooms exclusively employ white journalists Mm -hmm. so it isn't even that they're not diverse enough they're not diverse at all um they uh report done between november 2020 and july 2021 invited the editors-in-chief of 636 radio, television, digital, and print news outlets to respond, of which, out of 636, 147 sent verified answers. Um, Now, that's interesting because that muckraker, Canada Land, tried to do this uh, years ago. Um, uh, Maybe don't call them a muckraker. Why not? I'm talking Um, talking about journalism. Uh, In 1994, a national survey by the Canadian Daily Newspaper Association Was sent to 82 editors, but only half responded. Right. And out of 18 of the largest newspapers that Canada land surveyed in 2016, only three sent answers back. So the fact that 147 out of 636 is actually a huge step forward.
1: Okay. That's the difference with the Canadian Association of Journalists going, hey, send us your data and Canada land
0: okay like that's a
1: reason right I don't think I'd send Canada land my information either I wouldn't trust them not to sensationalize it Uh, but yeah I mean we got to get granular on this for people to really understand what's going on here right there's an issue with news with journalism right now where a lot of news is being nationalized And the immigrant populations in Canada tend to go to cities, right? Cities move out into the suburbs and the suburbs are precisely where media outlets are closing up shop. It's so it's like big hubs, like, you know, uh, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, uh, Vancouver, right? those are national places. They, they feed into the CBC and the CBC accounts for an overwhelming amount of diversity in, in journalism. But then that tier where there used to be, you know, like here, like the Willowdale newspaper or the North York Mirror or, you know, those, those little more local papers or even little bulwarks
0: of fine journalism well, all of little
1: them. little cable access stations in the the inner suburbs or even the outer suburbs now all those have gotten eaten up by the national news behemoths and you don't get local affiliates until you hit say berry right or sudbury or thunder bay Now, places like Sudbury and Thunder Bay have have no excuse to not have a few indigenous people on staff there. But, you know, when when you look at Canada outside the cities, it it is it is pretty white with, you know, the the indigenous population, it's white and indigenous outside the cities. Right. So structurally, there's a reason this is happening. Now, the the gender stuff, that's just, it. the story was a bit messy on gender, but what what just, like I was saying, a headcount, I know we're running out of time here, what a headcount doesn't measure is how much influence or how much decision-making a given person has. Just because, say, an Indigenous woman is hired by a news outlet doesn't mean she's any more than just a face that's put on to read a teleprompter right? It doesn't mean she has any calls in terms of what stories to cover or how the story is covered. So there's qualitative stuff that isn't in the quantitative stuff. It's a start. It should be a wake-up call. But based on what I know about newsrooms in Canada, these guys, and, and, and they're white guys running these things, they are such narcissistic sociopaths. They don't care what some study says.
0: Well, and a lot of them who are in positions of authority uh have been there quite a while. Yeah. Well, there's a mix. There's people who've been there quite a while. Um or there's uh, yes men that replace the guys yeah, who were there or quite there's a while. Young yeah. yes men who yeah. who are corporate chills. Yeah, um, there was
1: there was a, an email chain going around earlier this week. One of one of those got let go and there there was much private rejoicing. And
0: um, yeah, it's there, are, I mean, I think you've sketched out the reasons why this study is not really telling us the whole story. Why it's it's picking pieces of of data, but it's not really expanding upon the the full context. So you're right. Well,
1: it's it's not presenting why this is the way it is. I think we get very reductive when it comes to stories like this. Of it's racism and stuff like that. In some ways. Yes. Yes. Racism is an element of that. I've, I've seen the hiring practices. I've had to advocate for people who are, you know, not white men and it's an uphill battle. I'm fully aware of that, but there are also just structural and, and just regional issues that are not the fault of the people running these smaller news outlets. It's a side effect of the nationalization of news.
0: All right, we'll have to leave it there. I will say that the diversity I'd like to see in Canadian media is I'd like to see, uh, instead of it being about 99% crap, I'd like to see some diversity in quality. Um, But that's a topic for another day.
1: Wow, that's expensive, right? No. Investigative Um, journalism is expensive.
0: We will talk about that another day. Yeah. Leanna uh, can be found at RedLeannaK on Twitter. Her uh, YouTube channel is Leanna Kay. Uh, Currently still last few days of her crowdfund for her her video game, Boss Fight, the song of Sparkle Muffin. Yes, I'm
1: uh, I'm making video games because I got sick of journalism.
0: (laughs) It's a throwback to, uh, it's a tribute to classic games like Monkey Island and others like that that we grew up playing. It's got wit, it's got, it's funny, it's got adventure, it's got nostalgia. It's a great fun game, and I'm going to be in the game, and you too can be in the game if you sign up to the Kickstarter for the right tier. You can become a non-playable character in the background, like Free Guy was. But that, find that at bossfightgame.com, 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 and you can find my stuff at newmusicnation.ca, and that's all the time we have. Liana, thank you. Thank you, Ed, and thank you all for listening. This has been Hidden Red on Saga 960. AM.